Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fresh Cast. This is Chris J. Fuck, that's not even the name of it. I think we should change it, dude. <laughs> I keep calling it Fresh Cast. You can't. Yeah, there's, but a there's a thousand, thousand Fresh Casts, fresh casts oh. already. Like, like literally, like like ten probably. We looked it up. It was like a whole search field. Are we right. starting over? We're we rolling. No, this? no, just roll, just roll with it. it. Fuck it. All right, welcome ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Take two. Radio edit. Click. <laughs> Wait, I, I curse like crazy right there, though. Yeah, no, but we curse on this. That's okay. Yeah, who gives a okay. fuck? It's a podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fresh Talk. I'm Chris. Kai. I'm Dan. And uh, you're listening to Fresh Talk, which uh, if uh, we keep or this- Or Fresh, a.k.a. Freshcast. A, a.k.a. Freshcast, <laughs> Freshcast, which I recently introduced as Freshcast. That's the equivalent of walking on stage at a show and saying, hello, Cleveland, yeah, and you're totally. in Cincinnati. Only you it's know. your show. Fortunately, we've never- Yeah, that's a good point. Never done that, though. <laughs> never done that. Never done that. I, I did throw up the high Hitler sign at a show in Germany, though. I remember that. Oh, yeah. oh God, I do remember <laughs> certainly that. certainly made Dan uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did, Aaron, too. I, did, I did not throw it up to throw it up. I was just like, what up? But I- Yeah, yeah no. Try to fit it. Yeah. yeah, and I started the show off with that. I think you're the only one that noticed. Well, I mean, we noticed, but I don't think anyone in the crowd picked up on that, I which is not. really strange. Either that or they were just like, he's American. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's doing I got to the country. point where I basically uh, gaff taped my hand and my leg for the rest of that German tour. I was so terrified of doing it again. You should have done that a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. Well, um, folks, um, let's let's catch up with everybody. Dan, how have you been? What have you been up to since we last spoke? Good. It's been it's been a you know average week. Okay. Got cool. the, you know Thanksgiving coming up, obviously, which we talked about last week. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. So we're kind of in the future, but we're in the past. Correct. Yeah. Yes. It's like being in Japan. I think Thanksgiving was good. <laughs> I'm sure it will be delicious. <laughs> I know it was good because with all that food, how could it be bad? Yeah. You know, what I, I was know. thinking about today um, is pie. And not the type of pie that you imagine. <laughs> Hell, but, pie! But, but uh, I like pie over cake. And what's nice about Thanksgiving, because actually a couple people hit me up on Twitter and said, dude, one you're five, a loser. How can you not like Thanksgiving food? And I'm like, wait a minute. I like pie. And I was like, I'm going to get a pie Who for Thanksgiving. Who is that Because he's right on the money. By the yeah. way, Graham. Thanks to the guy on Twitter. It was flat. Graham. Some guy on Twitter. Thanks, Graham. Graham was, Graham was funny. He tweeted. He said, uh, 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 when we say he should have him on the show sometime, he's like, I'm having my people call your people. I saw that. <laughs> that was hilarious. And how about you, Kai? How's everything been? Good, uh, yeah. you know, working, getting ready to eat a lot. Been stretching my stomach out. Got a haircut today. Nice, oh, looks I'm going good. Tomorrow, thanks. Right. Good, thanks. It's um, shorter. I wanted to talk about something that I saw and I was just stunned. And everybody was talking about it last week, but I didn't get caught up to it till this week. The new Kanye West video. Oh, I have Has not seen anybody this. seen this. No, I haven't seen. seen no, I, I went to see. I watched, went to watch it this morning. And it was already taken down. The parody. I watched it last night. Well, I, I went. To, well, the, the link that I was given okay. was well, already taken first, down. I'm sure it's still up there somewhere. First, watch the original. Watch the Kanye West. It's the song is called Bound Two, and there's a regular version. I think an explicit. Watch the explicit. It is. You know it's how like you Fifty Shades of Kanye. You you know how you love uh, Trap in the Easy Closet. There. Yeah, absolutely. Be, because it's just well, Kanye's ripe to be the next R. Kelly. I because mean, it's just, insane. It's yeah, insane. Yeah. That's happening. This I is mean, Kanye invented hashtag fur coats and shit, yeah. and that was the whole tweet. Yeah. What the fuck does that even mean? I'm Kanye? not even sure he knew. I still he don't know what that means. He and I used that. It. Yeah, he. This oh, he is did. his. He did. This is his movement Think into R. Kelly territory. The I can't wait. the video. I don't want to. It's you can't ruin it because it's a video. But essentially, there's lots of green screen including um wild steeds running through forests there's there's <laughs> yeah, there's no, of waterfalls so kanye's lord of the there's rings there's a thousand he uses the m word a thousand Potter. times the song is ridiculous because it, it, it's um <laughs> it's got a course but then it just cuts and and it's a completely different song like almost like he thinks he's so crazy that you know what like I, you have to hear it. I know I'm not describing it, but because he, he like basically listened to the last Jay Z record and missed the point completely. Yeah, and the whole point of the thing, and I'm not making this <laughs> up, John. If you've seen it, um, he's on a motorbike, and he, uh, clearly he's not driving it. It's green screen situation. He doesn't know how to ride a motorcycle. Yeah, he doesn't know how to ride a motorcycle because <laughs> he's rhyming while he's riding it. And his lady, the Kardashian chick, ready for this, is topless, riding front forward on him, sucking on his neck, and halfway through the video, I'm not making this up, people, he starts fucking her on the bike as he's rhyming. He is, now, it's not explicit in terms of you see it, but it's very clear what's occurring, but it's not even like it's built up to the end, like, holy shit, this got crazy, he's boning her. Like, it's like verse two, and he's just getting his, it's, it is Thing insane, is, dude. I already saw Ray J do that much more explicitly. Why would I want to watch Kanye's sub-ass Ray J do the same thing and knock it 
get to see that pussy. And know? the worst part is she's photoshopped. She's actually like completely. Oh, weird. It's you mean like, they photoshopped her to be not as fucking fat and disgusting? It's, oh, un- hey, it's oh. unbelievable. Oh. They're but, all and I was deplorable. so I was so disgusted by it. But then somebody told me that they're that James Franco and Seth Rogen did a parody of the video. Oh my god! And I guess the deal is they were on set for a film and saw this, and I I, I assume were so stunned like I was that said, you know what? We're not taking the night off. We're all going to get together. We're going to go get the green screen, and we are going to do a parody, a, a, a scene-for-scene <laughs> scene parody. And I guess they convinced a couple of people on set, i.e. paid them, to stay a couple hours later, break out the green screen, and do it. Like you're going to say no to those two guys. Yeah. And it is – I mean, I'm a casual Rogan Franco fan. I'm not, like, hardcore, but I enjoy them. They I, – I was just – I was so – it was like redeeming to see it, that somebody had the oh, ability man. to attack it the way it should be attacked. So watch Bound 2 Explicit and then Done. watch Seth Rogen Franco and uh, text me later tell me what you think, but we'll talk about it next week. But it's, it's something All else, right. man. All Before right. we go too far on the R. Kelly topic, he has a new album coming out in a, uh, two weeks, I think, uh-huh. and he has titled it Black Panties. <laughs> And I'm almost positive based on his internet presence that he only titled it that so he could, for the last month and a half, say Black Panties Dropping on this date. Oh, that's the whole point. Black Panties Dropping. <laughs> has to be. He has to wow. title it just so he could say that because he's been saying it so much. And it's it's incredible. And I can't wait for Black Panties to drop. One the record, of, not the... Well, it, both. You wear Black Panties? Uh, I'm sure we can right. talk about the Chappelle show sometime, but... One of the great Can skits of that <laughs> was the R. Kelly skit. Yeah. That was I mean, so good. Just, just stunning, I dude. You. Yeah. I you. Drip, drip, drip. Oh, so dude. good. And he uses he's, that drip sound. And he's got the from can that just has written on Doo-doo. it. Doo-doo. Yeah. Doo-doo butter. <laughs> just amazing, man. Yeah. Just amazing. Well, hey, uh, let's get to our underrated band of the week, the new feature. Last week, we kicked off the feature with Matt Pryor. Matt Pryor and the Get Up Kids. And and, New uh, Amsterdam's. Yes, absolutely. Huge fans. Gave them number one love, this new record. Um, Kai, you had a band that you wanted to go with? Yeah, uh, this week, uh, kind of the same reason. Record came out, I think it actually came out the same day as the Pryor record. Anyway. See, I don't think these guys are underrated. I think they're very big, but go ahead. But this isn't a bad big, but I mean, they're not big enough. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. They should be bigger. Okay. These dudes should be rich. Not having to, you know, they they're like working class band. Yeah. These dudes, obviously, one yeah. of the dudes is rich as anything, but you know, he got that follow up one. Anyway, it's less than Jake. Ah, oh, less than Jake. Still putting out records. Great Just choice. put out a new record. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's good. I've been listening to it constantly. It's really, really good. They've just never abandoned what they set us to do. And in the terms of the whole ska thing, when that blew up in the '90s, they were a part of that sort of '90s ska revival, and like. As a part of it myself, you know, it wasn't ever about the songwriting. Mm. That was a band that was. Had good songs. That was yeah. a band that still writes good songs, and they're still, they're as ska as they ever were. Their horns are so present in this new record. It's mm-hmm. like upstrokes and guitars. Uh, they actually are, are in the ads saying it's a bit of a throwback to the days yeah. of like Pezcore and whatnot. I would Which absolutely agree The ad literally that. says, you yeah. know, do you, you know, it's something to the effect of a throwback to the sounds of Pezcore and Losing Streak. Totally agree with that. And what's it, but what's your favorite Lesson Jake record? Because that's a rock view. Oh, okay. Alice well, you War took is mine. My favorite Lesson Jake song. I'll even go that far. You took mine. Hello, Rockview is my favorite because I think they really got into a lot of pop sensibilities, which yeah. appealed to me a lot. And Howard Benson produced it, so it's perfect. Yeah, and uh, so many great songs on there. But Al's yeah. War is really That's special. A hell of a song. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, and it's at the end of the record too. You know, yeah. like they just ah. Oh, but like, I really—that's a band I can honestly say they've. I mean, I—I I honestly don't even know how many records they put out. It's a lot, and I like. All of them. Mm-hmm. I really do. I listen every time they put out a new record. It takes me on. They put out one like maybe a year ago. Still listen to it I, all the time. I mean, I I'm, just respect and always have how hard working they are. The they have just been so at it too. and yeah. at it, and just they never quit. They never Ever. quit, and they keep making music, and it's good music, and they're very loyal to who they are. You yeah. can't. Some people may even say Hello Rockview was the closest they got to like a, a departure. I don't think so. I've heard people argue that it's like too poppy, like the hardcore ska contingent. You know, Borders and Boundaries took it even further though, because that really that record really didn't even have much ska on Is that it. The I one mean, that has She's going to break soon? Yes. That's a great song. Great record. Yeah. It was a follow-up to Hello Rockview, and it, mm-hmm. it was on Fat Records, so they was kind of like, they went just almost, but it was pretty poppy. Yeah. A lot of halftime, not a lot of ska, the horns were a little dulled down, yeah. but 
great record. And one of my favorite things about uh, Lesson Jake was we, back in the day when we were on Warp Tour, you'd give your shirts out to as many bands as you could because bands would always need yeah, shirts because totally. they were sweaty and they would, you know, you would get a lot of exposure, really. And uh, every band was just trading shirts everywhere you went. And we gave a shirt to the singer, Lesson Jake. And um, we just happened to get lucky because I guess he was in the middle of his yearly how long he can go without a shower battle that he has with somebody else in his band. Well, to be fair, it's Warped Tour. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 totally. But that was like something they did. It wasn't gross. Yeah. It was like his what he did. But we gave him the shirt, I guess, right before he started this battle. And literally, he wore the thing for like 10 days. And all these kids were, you On know. On main stage Warped. Yeah, incredible. main stage Warped Tour. Rock, lead singer of a big band just rocking our shirt every day to the point where kids are like, oh, you must be a big fan of your band. And it was like, no, I actually don't think he's ever seen us. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he just no, wore he did. the shirt. He came and watched us in, I want to say Chicago. He did. He did. No, he he's a heck did. of a nice guy. Yeah, he I came mean, he came with their merch girl at the time. I remember seeing the two of them losing yeah. my mind. We We're never all... really played any shows with them. We just sort of just saw them on the Warp Tour, but yeah. uh, I've seen them a ton. God knows you've seen them a ton. What do you have a favorite uh Less Than Jake record, Dan? You know, I was never that into Less Than Jake. I mean a casual fan, I listened to a few things. Mm. I don't really have a favorite. Yeah. Just See, I, I mean, I'm I sure a, we'll talk about it at some point, but Dan is a dyed-in-the-wool, well, real big fish man. Well, I was going to say, when, and, when and, we do our, and, we and do our those, Scott episode, and all those we can get were into two that. very similar bands. Yeah, no, and I like Less Than Jake. There were some just, people that went down the middle, and like there was the kid that was like, they like both bands, but it was almost like, it's almost kind of like, a, this is going to sound crazy, it's a Scott conversation, but it's almost like the Beatles and the Stones. Yeah. You know, like the, the Jake was a little edgier, Fish was yeah. poppier, and you would meet people that were like, hey, I like... I like Real Big Fish, but I'm a Jake man. And then you'd meet some people that are like, hey, I like the opposite. And Fish to me was like the quintessential Vet Scar like explosion in our our era Mm -hmm. was they were like the poster boys. They were everything that that scene Mm -hmm. stood for. And there was a lot of bands that took what they did in Watertown and made it shitty. Yeah. But Les and Jake always were the punker side the of it. The punker yeah. side of it. And again, yeah. they just their focus was always on songwriting. Like yeah. you would forget. Because Fish would drop a little almost reggae, almost yeah. like first they, no, wave they definitely ska. All, you know. and, but with Les and Jake, but you Jake, sort of sometimes forget that they're a ska They band went down the punk road. Just, yeah. It's just they have songs like Alzheimer's, for example. That's just mm-hmm. a great song, regardless mm-hmm. of what band plays it. God, it makes me want to listen to Les and Jake right now. I did on the way here. And listen. So anyway, and so new the re- new record's great. New record, see the light. It's on Fat Records. It's run. great. Honestly, start cool. to finish, man. I mean, they just keep putting them out. Yeah, they, they put. It's a band of respect. I, we talk about yeah. it a lot, but when you get a little older and you have been in a band for a long time, sometimes it almost crosses over. Even again, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Lesson Jake fan. I'm not a huge fan, but I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. But the respect factor. There's bands out there that maybe I don't listen to them all the time, but I just have such a deep respect for them. And and from that scene, there's a lot of names, and I'm sure we'll talk about them over the coming weeks and podcasts. But Lesson Jake, I don't want to just start reeling them off, but they're one of those bands that I just respect. Absolutely. You know? And again, still all these years, I mean, there's a lot of bands I've listened to since the time. I mean, I've been listening to that band since I was probably like 13 or 14, yeah. no joke. And I've continued to listen to because they continue to put out good records. There's a lot of bands I listen to them, and I realize like now, like, man, you were a dumb kid. Yeah. That's not one of those bands. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, that's why they're still around. I yeah, mean, yeah, exactly. True. Yeah, they, they meant a lot to a lot of people, and especially they're almost more revered on the. It's almost a coastal thing with Real Big Fish and Less Than Jake because Less Than yeah. Big yeah. Fish was a California oh, band. Absolutely. Yeah. OC, OC Ska. Yeah, because I mean, when I was in high school, I was hearing rumors of Less Than Jake on the East Coast. Ska thing hadn't happened, it was just about to happen. But when I got here, it was. Real big fish, real big fish, real big fish. And it was like, they are very much too, and California's a little more laid back. Yeah. And, and the East Coast is a little edgier, and a it little. almost makes sense, you in know? Early high school, I saw both of those bands, Real Big Fish and Lesson Jake, in Santa Barbara the same week. And there was probably a hundred kids or so at the Real Big Fish show, and there was like 30 kids at the Lesson Jake show. And it was wow. the same scene, yeah. but... The kids that were you had to even be more so in on the know, but they did yeah, have a little California more. love because they aligned themselves with that Deal Records, which became Asian Man, which was Mike Park's thing. Mm-hmm. So that that was Stanky the Pez Pickle Core record, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how they broke out here. But we got to do it. We got to do an episode. We're moving in that direction, but we got to do an episode on uh, ska sometime because for those that you don't know, Kai before he was an Army and freshman when we met him was in a ska band called Nineteenth Hole, correct? Which was the ska band in Ventura County, I think, hands down. 
and I pay you a compliment when I Thanks. say that. But I every, mean, every, Kai, there was every only one. If you don't know, <laughs> Kai can talk some ska. I mean, Kai got caught up in that and still a fan. But I mean, Absolutely. you, I mean, it's the real oh, yeah. deal. Today, I listened yeah. to two records. I listened to the Slackers and I listened I to the Slackers. Less They're than great. Jake, both ska bands. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, Kai is the, uh, I, I, I don't want to say co-author because maybe he's the full author. Or maybe he didn't write it at all. But his the classic 19th hole song that everyone remembers. Yes. And it's always yes. the no, cheesy I one. Know. No, yes. is. Skank, skank, skank till the cows come home. I'm gonna skank, skank, skank till the cows come home. Do, 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 that do, 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 do. The rim shot. Fortunately, fortunately, didn't make it on the full length. Didn't Kept make it the off. We're smart enough. <laughs> yeah, which and you guys did put out a full length. It is out there. It's very hard to find. But yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but it's on the Spotify. Or and, I don't and know. What Matt, was Matt the um, name of the record? Uh, your title here. Your title here. Yeah, so, folks, if you want to, if you want to go deep into the uh, the genesis yeah. of early army of freshmen, find Kai's band, Nineteenth Hole, and it's imagine a if ska Eddie band. Vedder sang for a ska band. It's very there's a lot of chin in those vocals. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> extra chin. You know. Excellent. Hey, well, there we go. There's our underrated band of the week, Lesson Jake, and one of our uh, bands that we respect and a huge favorite, and they have a new record. So, see the light, fat records. Sounds good. Let's get to the topic this week, gentlemen, and this is one that I think we're going to revisit a whole lot because Probably. it's just as fun as it gets. Yeah. We're going to talk about comedies. We're going to talk about some of our favorite comedy movies of all time. We're not oh, saying we're not oh, talking, about we're talking about Shakespeare, the all-time greatest, because that may be a different conversation. We're talking about us and what makes us laugh and our favorites. Yeah. yeah. So let's get right into it, Dan. Um, hit the floor running with uh, one of your all-time favorite comedies for um, you. Um, I'm going to kind of cheat here because this is going to have to be saved for the real deep comedy dive, but I'm going to do a trilogy. Okay. Um, son of a really bitch. Quick, real quick, are we... Are, are we're, not, we're talking about movies that make us laugh. That's the definition of a comedy, right? Because there's yeah, some whatever. dark comedy shit that's oh, no, not absolutely. funny, but they call it a comedy. You know like what I mean? what? What's a good dark comedy? Um... <laughs> What with like well, we were dark- we were asking Dan what his favorite comedy no, 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 was. Carry on. Dark comedies are still some of them are kind of funny, man. Like Fargo's funny as fuck. And exactly. Exactly. Dark as anything. How about uh, what's that movie where they the guys having sex with the stripper and puts her up on the hook? Very bad things. Yeah, yeah. yeah but that's just a bad movie. That's not. That's <laughs> yeah. not. But that's that a dark comedy. That it's considered yeah. a comedy, but it, it I, didn't make me laugh. It was almost like but a, that's not. That's not because it's not a comedy. That's just because that movie sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Christian Schlater. So what do you expect? Cameron Diaz. Man. He did okay. Oh, Cameron Diaz yeah, is exactly. the worst. She's done one but good movie. But she is in a John real Malkovich. funny movie. Watch one. Uh, well, I don't want to say it just yet. I don't know. Uh, you save your pick, huh? Yeah, what do you got, Dan? Uh, you got? Like I said, I'm going to cheat because I can't pick any one of these three. So I'm going to lump them all together, and you'll see why. I'm going to go with the Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg trilogy of Shaun of the Dead, uh, Hot Fuzz. Not Fuzz's. a trilogy. Pick your favorites. It's not a trilogy, it's a trilogy man. but it's a trilogy. No way, man. No, 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 no. Hear way. Me out. Hear me out. It's not. A tr- I listen to those podcasts too. Not a trilogy. It's not give a me trilogy. Your Motherfucker, give me a second. <laughs> it's not a trilogy in terms of storyline. It's a trilogy for the two of them making movies. It's just a way sure. for you to sneak in three films when we yeah. ask you for one. Come is on. what it is. You don't think I'm have to pick my favorite Wes Anderson movie in about three I shakes? Th- I thought I'm you were going to go with Wes Anderson and say it's a trilogy. <laughs> pick your favorite. God damn it. What's your favorite of those movies? I mean, if I have to pick one, it's going to be Shaun of the Dead because I've seen that one the most. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think Hot Fuzz is brilliant. And I mm-hmm. think the third one, the World's Jesus, End, that's the my World's favorite. End, which is also amazing, but I've only had to see that one time. But we got to see it together that's a couple true. of months Shaun ago. Shaun of the Dead is a real it's classic, incredible. though. I mean, it kind of predated the whole zombie craze a little bit, too. That the was pre Walking craze. Dead. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And well, the horror comedy, it, it brought it oh, back. Because yes. in the in the 70s and 80s, that was like a thing, and it died. Uh, maybe died one hard. of the best horror comedies ever made. Absolutely. I mean, can you think of anything that, that rivals that? Yeah, Evil Dead 2. Yeah, the Evil Dead okay. stuff. Army and uh, Army of Darkness. Okay, Army of Darkness. Yeah. In a very different way. I mean, yeah. it's campy horror, and like, uh-huh. uh, you know, the Edgar Wright Sean. Simon Pegg stuff is very very smart. Yeah, even even Hot Fuzz has an element of horror to it, and the same thing with World's End. You know, there's yeah. a, eh, that's more of a sci-fi angle, but God, yeah, I'll give you this. Thinking so good. about all of those, there is a definitely a running theme. It's very. Oh, they just take a different genre of film and they do it in their style. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I'll I get it, but yeah. you know. I'd- well, I said I was going to cheat. Trilogy. Those are good. Those you, are good. It's a trilogy for them. <laughs> trilogy for you, apparently. You know? 
and everyone else. Uh, can't wonderful. wait for the quadrilogy. What do you got, Kai? What's what is one? What do you want to take first? Well, I sort of already went with it, and this might be taking one of yours, okay. but we're on the same page with this. I know, and this is a hard decision for me. I, I all day I've been stressing yeah. out about which one of these I was going to pick. So, and again, this is for you too. I know. Rushmore. Oh, it's just oh, it's a unbelievable. It's a masterpiece. That's picking. I love every movie he's done. And yeah, we're talking West, about Wes Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, the majority of his movies are comedies. Mm-hmm. You know, even I mean, they're they're dramatic they're, comedies. They're, like yeah. I, I would say, Tenenbaums probably gets the darkest and most serious. But my God, that movie's hilarious. That's amazing. Uh, but I spent a long time and a lot of years figuring out which one of his movies is my favorite. And now, of course, Moonrise is the new curveball. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I've got to say, Rushmore is my favorite. She's my Rushmore. Uh, that um, it's funny. I often have that debate with people. Um, I've had it extensively with my little brother, oddly enough, and I have struggled for That's years not odd at all. to you figure. Kidding? Well, I argue anything with my little brother, but I um, uh, I who was have, just calling, I, by the way. Yeah, did you see that? He <laughs> yeah, did, did call. Did, my did. brother called while I was on Excuse the phone. Uh, he became a, a Moonrise obsessive. Oh, so, me too. You know, we all he just, did. But, but yeah. at any rate, those Wes Anderson movies are some of my all-time favorite movies, and I really debate what my favorite is. But I think, and I, I go back and forth a lot. And everybody me says Ten and Bombs is his masterpiece. Everybody says it, but I was more profoundly affected by Rushmore. Like I'm the guy yes. that it just, and I think it was so different because it was the first one of his that I saw. Where with Ten and Bombs, I was kind of expecting to go in that world, but he brought me into this wonderful, absurd, you know. World and I also think it may be the best laugh out loud of all the. It I was going to say I think I think Rushmore is a little more funny than Tenenbaums. Straight Tenet up laughing. Tenenbaums may be a better story for me personally, but yeah. And it's sort of started all. And like you were saying, I've gone back and forth because Moonrise. I mean, yeah, I can't even explain to you how many times I've seen that movie. It's I was very touched by that movie. You and I yeah. bought Great it over film, it. Yeah. And they like when Dan that, and I saw that together. I demanded that Dan and his then girlfriend go see that because I was oh, just God, like it's so good. I mean, when that came yeah, out on, that was TV, incredible. I've I've watched it an uncomfortable amount of times. Yeah. Like, this is my outing like on how, how many movies times I've make me it. laugh, but they also make me get choked up sometimes. They do. They know, totally they do. Always. You know? I mean, every one. There's a scene in Rushmore that does it for me. There's a scene in Tenenbaums. There was a scene in Moonrise. Hell, there was a scene in Life Aquatic. Absolutely. He always gives you a little touch of Darjeeling that. Darjeeling you know? too. I know that's like, you're not the, you're no, out I'm not a that fan. One, that's my least favorite movie. I love that movie. And the same, every time he comes out of the movie, I just, I go on a weird journey with it. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever. But whatever I would reason. recommend any listeners, but Rushmore. if for some reason you haven't seen any of Wes Anderson's start movies, and start with Rushmore, but see them all. I mean, they yeah, they're all so good for something. And, and a lot of people know him for the fantastic Mr. Fox, yeah. because that became- Which is great. It was great. Yeah, no doubt but i i would say rushmore and moonrise are my favorite and rushmore hit me the hardest immediately i mean most I, of his require rewatches rushmore's a movie that the second i saw it i was like yeah i, I, I remember I laughing like, out loud I, me just, too but i like felt different when i walked out of it, it was like yeah. something's not right my, here. Um, you know what, what i love about that film is my very good friend emily rosenberg she was visiting out here and she said i saw this movie you have to see it it's so up your alley and you know when people tell you that sometimes you don't buy it I usually mm-hmm. go like and, that, and, and, yeah, and, and why I love her is the minute that movie started I was screaming with laughter and I was just like oh my god like you know you know when a friend gets you it's yeah. like you get what makes me laugh because I just adore I adore those movies I, I own too. them all and I can watch them anytime you know and, uh, yeah. so I mean so we're throwing a bunch out but that's great but those Simon Pegg films are great those Wes Anderson films are great you guys are like nailing start like with Shaun of the Dead absolutely start with Rushmore you yeah. gotta start somewhere and I think those are also the most accessible you, uh-huh. if you get the the movies you'll yeah. get the others don't start with Tenenbaums because you might end up killing yourself there's a chance <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you'll be like why don't uh, I just watch so I, that Yellow Smith scene in that movie it's hardcore. Oh my I've, God. Seen it, I've seen it a lot of times yeah. and it's still like it's so that's woo, a white knuckler for me that's a great song too oh, it's Needle the, in the that's, well right. the perfect, I mean they're perfect yeah. for that too I mean, yeah. uh, and, and with a soundtrack his music Mark Joyce's is a big part of those movies he's a goddamn genius yeah yeah his soundtrack is really good they're great and they're so different because he put a lot of weird stuff in there you know but um john's showing up with all like a little variety pack of booze here that's wild you're a hero bud thank Um, you so i'm gonna go with we were in the studio john and i recently with our buddy nick 
um, Saracini. He was, came out here to do some recording for a new project. He was in the band Exit 4, who are actually a very underrated band. He's got a new project happening with one of the other guys in Exit 4, Damien, and a new guy, Tom. And uh, we'll have more info on that in the future. But we got into a huge conversation. This Tom kid is one of these like 21-year-old weirdos that's seen no movies. You ever run into that person that's seen nothing? That's every kid that generation, though, because mm-hmm. they don't – like that generation, they spend so much fucking time on the internet. They, they just don't watch YouTube movies. Generation. They don't watch movies because their attention span can't last 90 so minutes. He, I mean, if, 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 if I read the you the list of films he hasn't dog. seen, you would be <sighs> utterly horrified. And I love him. He's a great guy. But you do lose respect at a certain point when someone's never seen – any of the Indiana Jones, any of the Star Wars. I mean, it was just like, dude, what the fuck's going on? It's but, like a chick. So we made a huge, <laughs> <laughs> totally, dude. So we made a whole list of films you should see. But the the, the conversation ensued. And John was part of his. What's the funniest movie of all time? And I'm not willing to say what that is because I don't know what my favorite all time funniest movie is. And it's maybe a topic for another time because we're talking about movies we like, right? Yeah. But. Something that came up that every time we compared it to something, it won the battle. You know, like the fucking, yeah. you know, the, the, the whatever you yeah, want to call won it. The, won the bracket. Yeah, the won the bracket. And for me, just traveled so far down the bracket was Step Brothers. Oh, Son of well a bitch. Played. That, that, was on, that was on my list. That I had to go movie to my is a masterpiece. It's unbelievable. And it's an underrated masterpiece. I because totally everyone agree with knows you. Anchorman, and I'm not gonna take away from Man Command at all because my god that movie's up it's perfect yeah. it's perfect the second I will coming never out the soon. first time I saw it I'll never forget how hard I laughed we yeah. were all in Canada we were all there shit yeah, was yeah, real I that, yeah. on that that changed my life but Step Brothers doesn't get it doesn't have the respect I, and it's I beautiful completely it's agree with you it's got a big underground following though man there are people that there's a real demand yeah, for a sequel for that there are thousands of dudes that are into that movie oh it's a very guy oriented film very no doubt but it, I mean it's just there's so much I love about that film those guys, just, just the chemistry of together. him, of Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, is just it's priceless. Un- you can't believe it. And they nail the fact that two grown ass men can nail being, being teenagers an and being teenagers in that scenario. It's, I mean, it's not down it's, to it's the harder clothing. than you think, even down to the Absolutely. dialogue. And I mean, like when they're like, oh, I don't want to go the down fancy that road. Sauce, where like you're, you've got the special thing <laughs> yeah. with your mom, and like yeah. now someone else is kind of like hopping on your shit. Oh, I mean, oh my the, god! Just line after line. I think one of the most underrated lines is when he thinks he kills him, and he's trying to keep it together. And what he keeps saying <laughs> yes. to himself is mantras: "Cold case files, just like cold case files." <laughs> like he's just trying to tell himself. That you can get away with murder, which I is exactly how that. I picture what? you in that scenario. Oh yeah, it's exactly what I'd be <laughs> what doing. What about when it? they're ra- trying to rationalize to their parents why it should be okay for them to make their bunk beds into bunk one beds? One of the best. Oh. We need more space for activities. There's yeah. so much more room for Activity. activities. That's a line that really has stayed with that film. You hear it a lot. Oh, it's, but yeah, it's yeah. great. I mean, it's like because it, that's something, something a kid would say. It's just. <laughs> it's funny. Somebody posted. This is slightly related. Somebody posted something on on the face recently, and it was something about Catalina. And the first thing in my head yeah. was. Me too. Catalina fucking wine mixer. Yeah, and that's <laughs> ridiculous, but it's amazing. I mean, I, I the, the sweet child of mine moment of yeah. that, and like, <laughs> oh, Adam Scott, and that's br- he's Adam Scott and, and, and he Rob Riggle. There are they're just the ultimate little like bad guy duo. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much in that film. The one that and it's subtle stuff. I was thinking about on the way over here when they're having the montage of them becoming friends and they're watching a Steven Seagal movie and they're yes. all sweating like, you can yeah. do it. Come on, we believe in you. And then he realized that they're watching Seagal trying to snap a guy's arm. Yeah. And then when the arm breaks, they just totally explode. So the shark, when it's like, oh. oh, the sheer power. It's just raw force. I still hate you. It's so good, dude. You know, I'm sitting here with a belly oh, full that. of white dog shit. <laughs> You know what's a great scene too is I forgot I watched it recently when I was on the road I threw it in the car when I was telling you I was driving around is the very very end where they go back to beat up the kids yeah. and they're just <laughs> kicking the shit out of them it's so good they Dude. land in the chopper what about at the job interviews oh, the job and interviews. the fart oh. that is one of the and like first I thought always it was funny. funny it's one of the all time great farts one of the greatest farts <laughs> yeah. ever yeah. dubbed into a movie ever <laughs> yeah. I bet you the guy dubbing that how long do you think it took him to get that in because yeah. every Time it would, would it would start, start he wouldn't be able to he wouldn't be able to sync it up just oh, right because it'd be too fun. It's just I it's just I really think I mean I, I would love to have that bracket. Maybe that'd be fun to do in an episode like comedy movie The Battle and just I like you it. know grab right. a, a ton of them and we'll just see where we go. But I'm telling you that gets a lot deeper in the fight than you would imagine, man. It's a masterpiece. And it's the thing is there is a touching side to that. I've no, oh, yeah. I, I don't have any step brothers or sisters, but I know people that were 
in that same situation that yeah. were like, I'm gonna I, like I'm I, this new fucking kid's coming in yeah. and I hate him and I want to murder him and then like, hey, I thought that it's a kid you want to murder. Like, why are you guys hanging out all the time? Why do you not have time for me now? I'm your best mm-hmm. friend. Like. Fuck. I met um, Mary Steinberg, who's the mom, in an mm. elevator. Steenburgen. Steenburgen. Burgen. Ted Danson's wife, man. Yeah, Ted Danson's wife. She's, she does uh, that she's doing all the time. singer-songwriter thing now. Really? Um, yeah, she's writing songs, and now she's finally performing them. But she was at the singer-songwriter conference that I was at, and we shared the elevator, and I said something like, hey, are you playing tonight? Something like that. And I was just waiting to see if she was going to open up and like get really friendly, and I thought she would. And she was not rude by any stretch of the imagination, but it was just, oh, no, I, I, I don't perform like that was it and there was like no one else around and it was clear like I had just spoken at this thing so it wasn't like I was a total goob but at any rate I was all I wanted was to have a convo because I just wanted to be like you kill it and step uh, you are the you, it, she is so good like Smoke even with Johnny Hopkins oh <laughs> maybe my favorite line no you did not bullshit I used to blaze that with Sloan Miller and Johnny Hopkins every day could Sloan Miller could that be a better name of a girl that every one of us went to school with I remember I saw that in the theater and that was like the first line where oh, I just I, I just love everything it. about it and you Me get too. comedy right out of the Me gate too. so way too much time even, on Step Brothers credits, but I love it I mean it took forever to get to the credits mm-hmm. and the credits when they're standing Opposite sides of that fence, that, and it just yeah. says I in the screamed, middle. screamed it's, with it's laughter. Brilliant. Yeah, it's so good. And a lot of band yeah, guys love that movie. Yeah, yeah our buddies totally. um, in Lights Over London, formerly Lost. Bowling for Soup guys, huge, remember that? Huge uh, Bowling for Soup, huge fans. Uh, the Exit Four guys. I mean, that's uh, like, like that's the type of movie. I've met people that don't find it funny, and I just think that like I, I would never trust that. person. I don't want to be friends with you, and I'm sure you're a good person. We have but, nothing like, more to talk about. Like I find everything about that movie funny. Everything incredibly just, funny. Yeah, it's just one of those ones. If you don't get that. I just don't feel like it's just bizarre. My first know? new uh, two questions now for new friends are going to be: Do you like Step Brothers? How about Sublime? <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you figure their, out what the answer should be. Answer, yeah, we'll yeah. let you figure out. You maybe we can't be friends. Maybe you just learned something about yourself. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Somewhere, someone's listening to this podcast and they're laughing, and all of a sudden they hear the Sublime question, like, uh, and they look over and there's a huge forty ounce of Freedom poster in their <laughs> right room. Right next to uh, uh, Step, Step Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. Who am I? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand myself. Yeah. So let's let's keep let's keep firing right. these out here before we because the best thing about You're these things person. is just like when we talk about Nintendo, you want to talk about go every single game for a half yeah, hour. Throw give us another one, Dan. You I, went well, with Shaun of the Dead. Went with Shaun of the Dead uh, under duress. I'm going to go well because you took Step Brothers from me. Uh, I'm going to go with Talladega, Talladega Nights. Uh, yeah, it's another you know wow. Will Ferrell, yeah, John C. Riley, the, the, the predecessor to to Step Brothers. Absolutely, first time they worked together, I think. I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, certainly in a movie. So I, we could talk Will Ferrell heavy because we all love him. We should probably but do Are you one of on the that. guys that thinks Talladega is one of his like top three best movies? Because there I are hope some. So you just dropped it. Yeah. yeah no, well, <laughs> there are some people that say like that's their favorite Will Ferrell movie, and th- it's pretty amazing. I I think Step Brothers for me is better. Yeah. Uh, yes. But because and I, Anchorman I, is better. And Anchorman is Anchorman's still I think it's, my favorite. But Talladega may not be far behind. It's the third. I'll give it three. Mm-hmm. I'll give it three. I'll definitely. Well, absolutely. It's uh, just the chemistry. As I mentioned when we were talking about Step Brothers, the chemistry between Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, and not that it's you know not amazing in every other yeah. movie that he does with everyone, but those. <laughs> two together for me are just so special their interactions yeah. the way they just handle each other and handle themselves and just the delivery love, of everything I love how they perfect. play characters that they would never get cast for like if you didn't know those two dudes do you know what I'm saying like they play ridiculous characters and just buy it I saw um, they're just so good at that like John C. Riley playing those guys would never be NASCAR drivers <laughs> they're totally older dudes step brothers I mean yeah. like it's just they, they, they play silly and they would never get cast for that I guarantee you if no. somebody wrote that film and those two guys walked in and you didn't know who they were you would say these guys don't look like NASCAR drivers even though they were funny but because they write their own stuff yeah. they can do what they want and I mean, at that it. point John C. Riley was a, in my mind was Very a serious, serious yeah. no, I knew this guy from Scorsese land I yeah. knew this guy yeah. from The Aviator I knew this guy from Gangs of New York Hell, I remember so that was fucking I, intense I remember in when we New saw York. that we saw that with Bowling for Soup in Oregon or God, something like that God, where it was. Dude, we all it went was, to we went to like an Applebee's and yeah, we went to an Applebee's. We, 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 we took an RV. That was a good What, what day. a great night. We took the opening RV day. over. We watched opening Talladega because it was a night off tour. Yeah. But everyone was stunned that John C. Riley was that funny because he was a, he was a serious, serious actor. Yeah. actor. And now he done he's done in a few good men, I think. Yeah, he does yeah. tons of comedy now. Tons of comedy. Yeah. I mean, he opened the door. I mean, walk hard. his own comedy. Yeah. Yeah, he's on. What's that show that you guys love where he plays like some demented guy? Oh, Tim and Eric. Tim and Eric. Oh, he's 
brilliant in that. Yeah, yeah it's Brule's Rules, Dr. Steve <laughs> Brule. Oh, geez, You know, you're talking show. about goddamn stepbrothers just pulls me back in. It's like the godfather. But when he goes to his dad, but but what if I want wings? 20 bucks isn't enough for wings. You don't need wings. I've had that conversation with my parents a hundred times. The shirt that's too yeah. small and those no fucked up jeans. No pay-per-view. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> Anyway, Talladega. Yeah. I mean, it's got Gary Cole in it, who, again, I didn't realize was that funny as a comedic actor, but he's fucking brilliant. Who? Gary Cole. I thought you said Gary Coleman for one yeah, second. I, mean, I was like, like I do Gary not Coleman. remember him in that movie. How, about, how yes, drunk were you? And, and no, how Gary about Cole's Michael amazing. Duncan Clark? He was Michael really Clark funny. Duncan. Clark Duncan. <laughs> Um, the whole um, don't you put that voodoo on me, Ricky Bobby? Yeah. And, oh. and he, and, <laughs> you really realize he himself with <laughs> a knife. You really realize how terrible of an actor like Clark Duncan is. Like weird because Green Miley's brunt, but you're like, wow, dude, this guy's like he didn't really do much. <laughs> no delivery in this. It's weird. He's yeah. he's only good when he's well, not talking. Well, he got that that Green Mile because he was huge. Yeah, you know? yeah. He was the only guy they could find that was like that, that size and that look. You know, poor guy had a heart attack he too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you got? All right, I'm gonna go with the classic now. I'm gonna because Farrell's on the bit. board twice. I yeah. mean, he's yeah. coming big, and we're keeping it pretty modern. And yeah. I gotta say, I mean, this was a movie that for me as a kid opened my eyes to huh. a Can't, much larger world see where of comedy. With this. And I'm gonna go with Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, yeah. I saw that I, I was big guns. God, I was probably like eight years old, nine years old. I was so deep into into uh, horror movies at the time. And it came on uh, an early comedy, pre-Comedy Central, and that were called Ha. Uh, I and remember they, Ha. They were, ha. <laughs> ha. The predecessor to Comedy Central. Same yeah. network, actually. They just changed the name. But I remember ha. Monty Python and the Holy Grail coming on, and I sat there, and I was just transfixed. From the, I mean, and, the beginning that, moment. When they if walk, you do the brackets, I think that's often comes up as one of the funniest movies ever made. Without a doubt. But Still it's, a movie. it's the classic Python British humor. It's a very different style. It's when know. for us. The knights come up at the very beginning yeah. and they're coming up to that <laughs> castle and you hear the horse coming and you're like, that is the worst horse sound I've ever heard. This is the worst dub. What is this movie? And then you see it is a man with coconuts. Uh-huh. <laughs> So good. How do you fight that? And yeah. then you get John Cleese flinging. Oh my god! It's just it's just <laughs> and unbelievable. And then the knight man. that won't die. I mean, yeah, that's black knight. I'll come back here. I can, it's I'll just bite your legs off. Yeah, the one that kids just love. But yeah. it's just. Gr- oh, yeah, that, I mean, it, all of it is just the the rabbit, the killer yeah, rabbit, the purple bunny. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a masterpiece. And it uh, is just and on a whole nother mm. like it. It absolutely that made me realize. That there's there's intelligence to comedy. Yeah. It's not all just slap. Yes, I, I'm silly. not into yes, slapstick. Silly this intelligence. Where we could all disagree on the Jim Carrey thing is I don't dig real slapsticky shit. It just doesn't. And that was like, it's slapsticky, but it's it's God. It's so good. It's so smart. So let's. I'm gonna go there because you just dropped the JC and not Jesus Christ. Um, we all know how strongly you feel about Jim Carrey and, and most Jim Carrey films. Oh, I was talking about John Cleese. But the one Jim Carrey film Still that don't like it. is a masterpiece and one of the say. funniest movies ever Untrue. made, Dumb and Dumber. Nope. Dumb and Dumber is a hands down one of the funniest films Strong ever made. Strongly disagree, but I also hate the Farrelly brothers in general. I think you were going to say something about something about Mary earlier, but that movie's fucking not funny. That movie's hilarious it's too. It's it is. So dumb. It's great. It's so dumb. No, it's amazing. It's like dude. three monkeys and a retard fought for who could write this movie in a room. Like it's so dumb. I can't deal with it. You're anyway, just, you're just lost. Where are you, <laughs> on, where are you on Kingpin? Love Kingpin. Oh, love Kingpin. You're right. I do okay. love Kingpin. Okay, so there okay, we just go. Checking. All right, all right. There we all go. Right. So, hey. Kingpin is an underrated movie. Even a clock's right twice movie. a day, man. <laughs> but Dumb and Dumb. Broken clock. There you go. Stop clock. If you talk to a lot of people, there are a lot of people out there. <laughs> a clock's that right all day. Hey, a clock's right sometimes, guys. Good <laughs> Um That's the red wine talking, boys. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people that think Dumb and Dumber is one of the funniest movies ever made. Sure, most people do. I'm, I'm yeah. actually the minority. You, you are actually the see that wanted... on the you see that on the top ten yeah, a lot. Yeah, I mean, the fact that there's a sequel coming out for that is for some people they've been waiting another forever. sequel, another oh, yeah, it's... oh the second that that prequel. prequel. Oh god! Yeah. But man, I the... didn't even see it. So... How you feel about that is how I feel about the first. The there original. are some. <laughs> Lines in there that are almost in like the social vernacular. You know, our pets' heads are falling yeah. off. No, totally. I mean, there's just made so, into culture. So sure. many moments. God, guys, just so good. I took care of it. So good, man. So good. There, you know, one of my favorite lines in that whole film, and it always has been, is um, 
uh, when he's looking at the mountains because he drove in the wrong way and he's <laughs> in Kansas and he's just like, ah, Aspen, huh? Or the, 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 the Rocky the Rockies. Mountains, the Rockies. And he says, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, that John Denver sure was full of shit. I mean, that's just a great line in general, man. That film's great. Fair enough. Yeah, it's a masterpiece. I hope mm. the second one's good, but they're old now. They are old. I mean, I saw a picture of them, and it was like, whoa. You know, they they looked, they were pretty young in that film. I mean, Jeff Daniels wasn't, but. How what, long like, ago was that? Was that? What, like, I was like in 15, high school, middle school. I mean, that 20 was years Aaron, ago. Aaron Goldberg and Owen saw that together when they were in high school. And to this day, Aaron and Owen both say that the hardest they've ever laughed in a movie theater snowball. was the snowball scene. I, it was they, fucking they, hilarious. I mean, Aaron talks about how they were just like, like in tears, like punching the floor in the state of vomit. Like that ultimate, like. Like level of like <laughs> laughing in a film, you know. Not gonna lie, man, that scene's pretty fun. I know you don't agree, Kai, but I think um, it's hilarious. The song that this played during that is uh, "If You Don't Love Me, I'll Kill Myself" by Pete Droge, and I was a Pete Droge fan, and it's a great, great, great pop song. That song, but he said the biggest bummer was he got in this huge blockbuster film, and it ended up being the funniest scene in the movie, and people no were laughing so hard when he said he went to see it. You couldn't even hear the song because the audience, because it was a slapstick scene and the snowballs and shit, you know. Oh. Oh God, the dream sequence when Jim Carrey's thinking about how he's going to impress this chick. That is fucking funny, man. When he's doing the fucking speed bag on the guy's balls, he rips his heart out and shows it to him before he dies. He's at the house party where he lights his farts yeah. on fire and in his head he's imagining everybody just like... Mom! <laughs> yeah. Everything you just said is exactly why I don't like that movie. No, no, no. Then he punched oh, his the balls and then he farted on his face. Kick, I mean, you still your kick his ass, Seabass. Yeah. Just a masterpiece. Yeah, <laughs> just a masterpiece. You know what you always say all the time, John? Is always we're really doing it, Harry? Yeah. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber creates a little controversy, but I stand by it. Yeah. How about yeah. how about you, Dan? It's, that's a funny movie. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with one of my all time favorite movies of all time. Uh, Period. Not, not Period. just not just comedy, but it's one of my favorites ever, and that's The Big Lebowski. Oh, oh wow. yeah, you took it. I was thinking it. You, yeah. It's, I think that's one of the yeah. best. Yeah, yeah, it's my favorite uh, Coen Brothers movie. Absolutely, ever. and you know Jeff Bridges is just there. The every all the characters, John all the actors, John Goodman, John, John Good Shemmy, John Tur- everybody it's one is one of the most the Jesus. Uh, Nobody fucks with, with the, the Jesus. Jesus. That's one of the greatest fucking lines <laughs> out of. Oh, God let me tell damn. you something, Bendejo. You pull your piece out on the lane. Uh, Julian Moore painting on that know, swing just, and like naked, dude, like just, flying through. You know what? It's, it, that's one of my favorite movies of all time, and I think it's one of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolutely. And I think if you made the brackets, that could be it's an up upset. It's up there. Uh, that could be yeah. an upset funniest movie of all time because a culture has arisen. There are Literally. conventions. It's not there even are, a subculture there are anymore. Books, actual books about some of the funniest people on earth talking about how that's their favorite movie. I mean, oh, yeah. like Patton Oswalt, Johnny I mean, from Cracker. Is part of the Lebowski Society. Like he's that's amazing. He's, he's in the book. He's in the book. He's, he's interviewed in the book. Yeah, it's just unremarkable. I mean, I mean, you could quote Big. Le- you could talk Big Lebowski for hours. We could do it. We could do a whole a show, series of podcasts on the Lebowski. John Goodman's best performance, hands down. Wow, <laughs> that is bold. That's that's tall. Is it? What what that what is what? Bold. He's so fucking. He should have won an Oscar for that. And that's comedy gets fucked at the Academy Awards. Of course, he, always there does. was. You cannot convince me anyone was better at what they did than John Goodman in that film. That is that comedy. year. Yeah. I mean, they, they've been talking about making a best comedy award for the Oscars mm. for years, just because comedy always gets fucked. Because how does. do you? But but then you get the Coen Brothers now, who can do anything and win, and so can Woody Allen. Eventually, if you're a comedian and you you're just you're stick so it out. Long Good. enough. Yeah. You eventually can do whatever the fuck you want. You become you too, and you can put out a record and get nominated. The you know, Big Lebowski. It's just everything about it. Wow. I mean, we can't even really go into it I here because it we could we could do. Come up. I can't yeah. believe. Well, I was saving it. Yeah. Fair enough. That's big, man. That's big. <laughs> God, I just you, 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 when no, you, no, when, no. When you, no. you want to quote lines, I'm they Mr. Don't Lebowski, even come out. you're the dude. <laughs> yeah. Just everything. If you haven't seen that film, hopefully anybody listening to this has seen it. But we're telling you, it's literally, you're going to see some of the best comedic yeah. performances of your life. And at points, it's so funny, you don't laugh. You just quote the line and memorize it because it's too fucking good. You know? Oh, it's amazing. I'm just in Lebowski land now. That was great. Well, well, fucking. That speech that Goodman heaven. gives, like, you know. <laughs> so, like, which one? God, there's which so one? many. Yeah. This isn't Nom, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
man in the black pajamas. Smokey. That's fucking combat. I'll hear a little trivia for you. Who is Smokey? Uh, in real life. It's a musician. Uh, oh, God. I think I know this. It's on the tip of my brain. Texas cult singer-songwriter by the name of Jimmy Dale Gilmore. Mm. Didn't know that. Yeah, that's Smokey. There's a bunch off. of weird little cameos in that film. You know? Coen Brothers usually is so good. They're just. They're I like so my cameo movies. I love I when I watch a new movie Coen and Brothers somebody movie. pops up. I know nothing about what it's about. Don't even care. It's gonna rule. Oh, the new Coen Brothers movie. Yeah. I am so stoked for this. You ready? Yeah, it's I know. a play off Greenwich Village 1960s folk. Like, and I don't know if it's serious or if it's a comedy, but that's so up my alley. You know, those guys in that world. That sounds like. But a the con- Mighty Wind already on. did that. Yeah, but mm. talk about two very sides. Well. Okay. Uh, let's, let's keep going because I, I just said Mighty Wind and I, I thought know, of something Jesus. that has to be referenced you that's on that level. literally segued into my next one, oh, which oh. I was going to say, which let's just do it. Okay, well, which, you're up next, right? I was, yeah, yeah, I was going to go say ahead. another classic, which is probably your next one now at this point. Spinal Tap. Absolutely. I mean, uh, absolutely. I say, like Dan said, not just one of the best comedies, but one of my favorite movies of all time. One of the time. most quotable movies. Quotable. Yes. I remember funny, so even funny for not again, music people. So funny that it, it, no matter how many times I've seen that, it, it's still, I still see new things. It's I still handed, It's about been it. handed down. In the music yeah. community, this is Spinal Tap, which is, I think, the actual name of yes. it, yeah. has been handed down. I mean, I remember my dad turning me on to it as a musician and me giving, I mean, you just have to see it. If you are in the music world, yep. you have to see it. And, and you, no matter how far into it, whether you're someone just starting out playing an instrument in a band or you are a veteran, there are things in there that you're yeah. going to it's understand. It's still 100% relevant yeah. for any yeah. Yeah. You know, stage Tom, How many times on tour have we had a conversation where like, God, this is so Spinal Tap. What, Can't even count. Uh, every band says it. Every band every says it 100 times. Tour, every day yeah. of every tour that happens. Yeah. At some point, something is in that movie. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, God. And Christopher Guest in general. It's another guy like a Simon Pegg or Wes Anderson that yeah. has really, with the exception of your consideration, in my opinion, has really done a service to the world oh with those mockumentaries yeah unbelievable but and you know I I recently heard that they said the last genre created in film the newest most recent genre was mockumentary huh that makes sense which was his doing which Christopher Guest I would also like to add his contribution to Princess Bride yeah Oh yeah, but oh, and as he, as what as the six fingered man. Yeah. Oh oh yeah yeah yeah. He, anyway, that's, he, uh, that's one of my he, favorite movies of all well, time. I don't look Rob at it as Reiner a comedy. Too. I don't look at it as a comedy, but it's one of my favorite would, movies of all time. That's interesting because I wouldn't look at it as a comedy either. But I think some people, it's, but, it's, but it's funny. It's, it not, oh, it's not a comedy, it but it has comedic points. It's a goddamn masterpiece. Yeah, it's yeah. one of my oh, favorite God. books of all time. Yeah, everybody the else. The book's it's incredible. better than the movie. Absolutely. I absolutely agree absolutely. with you. The movie is one of the absolutely. best I tell, I, That's the book that I always buy people like as a present or something, yeah. or like a stocking stuffer, because everyone's seen the movie. Pass it on. But a lot of people haven't forward. seen the book, and it's like, dude. So, um, Fantastic. Yeah, this is Spinal Tap. That's definitely one of the all-time yes. classics. That's in the brackets. Heavy hitter. Certainly. I'm going to go... If Monty Python was 70s comedy, I'm going to do the American version and somebody that was just as important or films, Blazing Saddles. Oh, oh God. I'm so glad you said yeah. it. I'm Blazing, so, we had yes, to have one Mel Brooks movie in here. Yeah. Blazing, Blazing Saddles. Some people think it's the funniest movie ever made. Bobby, Bobby, I think Connor, who, Bobby Connor, who I invited here tonight to talk about this very movie. It's his favorite movie of all time. He knows every line. It's I believe it. He's on another level. I know they pop movie. up a lot in conversation, but it's because we spent a lot of time with them. Jarrett from Bowling for Soup, he's often said that that's one of his top three favorite movies. But he can quote that movie like you wouldn't believe. It's, but you know? it's just, that was one of the first comedies I saw as a kid. I remember like, yeah, we were young when that was out. My mom renting that for me, I think. Yeah. You know, you gotta, and I think you about know, halfway through the movie, I think she was like, Mm, what did I do? It's odd that you say that because I remember seeing that very, very young because parents liked it and when you're a little kid, that fart scene is just the greatest (laughs) thing you've ever seen. It's still, as a grown-ass man, it's still funny, man. Farts are always And I remember like, you know, being, knowing that I had some type of attraction to the main female in that, Lily von Stupp. Was the name of the thing, but I Naturally. remember like that whole scene where she's got the brassiere and you're a little kid and you don't know exactly what you're feeling, but you know this is intriguing. Like you're wa- you're waiting for the fart scene, but there's something about that that you're like, oh, this is interesting. Like I don't mind this part so much. Yeah. And the theme song to that is yes. better than most Western theme songs, you know. <laughs> 
Oh, it's so good. And Bart. God, that's great. Was and Mel Brooks name. too. I mean, yeah, I mean, incredible. we could go on and on, on for him because history, the world. And that movie oh. now, if you made, would be very difficult because there's a lot of racist comedy, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Stuff. a lot of racist, and it's done obviously not as an insult, but it's still. I think that that would be somewhat risky. Only Tarantino if you made that can today. be a white dude making a movie yeah. with Ann Bob. Absolutely. Many times nowadays. Yeah, totally. Oh, man, Which what he a just classic. did. What a classic. Um, well, guys, want to do one more round? What do you think? Fire off one more flick yeah okay cool Effort. and we got to get a pick from john too john's big on comedies if you go to john's hovel upstairs where he keeps things and people john's got a lot of comedies all his movies are like comedies and then the vagrant video collections you know all right well we brought up dark commoners comedies earlier and i kind of thought of one and it's kind of in the vein of what we're talking about it's not per se a comedy but it's a great movie um, i'm gonna throw out as a wild card stranger than fiction Wow, you are like, you're on Farrell's dick these days. Yeah, so maybe we, we were debating whether to talk all about Farrell or comedies in general. We may, we may should have just talked about Farrell. Stranger right. than friction, <laughs> Giddy up. <laughs> I, it's, a, it's, it's not a comedy per se. It's, it, it's a serious movie, and it's, I think it's one of his best actual movies as movies go. Uh, it's a great story. It's intriguing. It's funny. There's a couple like feral scenes where he's smashing the lamp, and he's just being Will Ferrell, and it's wonderful, and it's got a great cast, and I love it. Oh, well, there you go. I never looked at that as a comedy, but... Me oh. either. I, well, I, I didn't, looked at that I as didn't a drama. Until you said dark comedy. I was like, uh, well... You feel like that's a dark comedy. I once worked at a video store, and that was categorized as a drama. I'm just saying. Yeah, fuck me then. <laughs> Anyway, man, I got three. I can't decide. I know. I'm I'm just this was an off-the-cuff one. Fucking yeah. A. I've got three. I'm going to go See, with... We, uh, this could go on forever. We got to have the comedy bracket ba- battle. And maybe yeah. we'll take uh, we'll ha- take listener entries. Yeah. We'll, we'll sure, have you like. tweet us. And, you know, actually do that. Tweet us your favorite comedies. You know, hashtag... Hashtag Fresh Talk. Fresh Talk. We'll just uh, do a poll and then we'll... Yeah, hashtag Fresh Talk. Yeah, your favorite comedies, and, and maybe in the next two, three weeks, we'll do a podcast where we actually battle them off. Yeah, we'll yeah. put them in a bracket. Yeah. But I'm going to go with this one only because I don't think that you're going to say it, Chris, and because this director has not come up, and God damn it, if he's not here, it's shit's fucked. I'm going to go with Annie Hall and Woody Allen. Mm. Oh, that's okay. his masterpiece. Okay. That's a movie that's, like Dan, it's a very much on the uh, serious side yeah, of comedies, but there you will laugh out loud. Well, it's, the- it's also my favorite breakup movie of all time, mm-hmm. because no movie will make you feel better about, like, you know what? You're right. There are a bajillion women out here. Fuck that one. Like, yeah. it's, God, it's so good, but it's so You know who just adores funny, that man. film was um Travis from the Split Habit, who yeah, are one of our underrated bands. Um, and I think one of his yeah. songs, I think Kill the Spider, actually, one of their songs is really? is a line from Annie Hall. I may be wrong. I may be it's wrong just, on that. But. It's just, it's one of those movies that it's crosses a thousand genres. It's half romantic. It's a half drama. It's half comedy. That's Woody Allen, it's though. Yeah. perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just perfect. It's got some of his best lines. Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. You can't not fall in love with her in, uh, in yeah. that. And, like, you just can't. Oh God! It's it's that classic case of falling in love with someone that's just way beyond where it's like everyone you everything you want to be that person is. It's just be, it's just perfect. That's okay. a perfect movie. Okay, and um, that's maybe that's top five of my favorite movies of all time, without a doubt. Um, I have there's so many comedies I, I like. Know, I'm man. really staying away from the new school stuff. I'm trying to think of the classics because this kind of did morph into all time greats in a lot of ways. Because everything we said, nothing's really come up that like wouldn't at least be in the conversation, you know? Certainly. But I'm gonna go with one that often I think is it's a classic. Everybody knows it. Everybody loves it. Mm. It is the greatest college comedy movie ever made. Mm. Animal House. Uh, I mean, uh, Animal yeah, well, House. How can you not? Think about a comedy that was made, shot in the late 70s, about college life in the early 60s, right? Yeah. And it's still hilarious in 2013. And I mean, act- that was and, and, John and, Belushi's masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing he really did of note was Blues Brothers, which is oh, great in hindsight. Blues Brothers is great. Yeah, though. but at the time, that was, you know, yeah. a little shocky. Oh, wow, I love Blues Brothers. Me too. Yeah. Oh, God, but yeah, absolutely. Anim- but Animal House, I mean, yeah. so many lines. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. I mean, Dean Wormer has so many great lines in that, you know? Oh, God, now I'm just thinking I know, Revenge I'm, of I'm, the I'm, Nerds. Revenge like, of oh, the Nerds. Caddyshack. Caddyshack. We, Caddyshack. Caddyshack. we well, didn't hey, say 
we gotta, we're not talking about the all-time greats. So we, we didn't can't say get Three Amigos. We didn't say Kung Pao. We didn't say Strange Brew. But we're just Strange Bruce. But we're just throwing out. Yeah, these are these are personals. But we'll get and then we'll do a battle. We'll do the great comedy battle. We're gonna do this again and go by decade. You guys, it's just you guys. There's too much. You guys just crushed it with the Kung Pao. I told you. I told you this would be too much. You did warn us, Dad. Kung Pao, Revenge of the Nerds. I mean, oh god, so many classics. We'll do a battle. I think that'll be really fun. The great comedy battle, and we'll literally pick the funniest movie of all time in bracket format. We'll do like a fight. So maybe that's going to be the biggest bracket of all. How are we going to start? We're going to have to narrow it down to like ten. Per person, yeah, maybe, we're gonna have to or? meet up a day before this just to start with like the top 100. I mean, like, we'll have to start a document. We, we probably named 30 tonight, and those, like, my god. Yeah. But I tell you what, comedy films, some of the greatest things in the world when you're oh. down and you need a laugh, and there's just nothing better than laughing, yep. you know, at the no end of the day. No matter how sad you are, there's one movie that we've talked about tonight that no matter how fucked up your situation is, yeah. you'll love it, and it'll, it'll make you it'll feel hit better. You just right, because there's always with comedy, there's always a little heart to it most of the time, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. If it's a good comedy, yeah, it's like true. Most uh, not all dramas have laughs, not all, all horror, not all genres mix, but comedy usually gives you something else too. Yeah, even if it's really simple. And yeah, um, I'm gonna say freaking Billy Madison. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Those two. I mean, Sandler I think movie. Sandler went to shit, but oh, he yeah. did two Quick. or three movies that are great, <laughs> dude. I mean, and and the, <laughs> uh, Madison Gilmore. Don't even go water boy. It's not a it, it's you not just as want good. it to be good. It's not you as good. You want it to be good. It's no, okay. No, it's no, okay. Big Daddy Swaving. Big Daddy. That's okay, when yeah, it's good, good, good. No, yeah, good. I thought, <laughs> I thought you were like throwing it out like no. Oh, that's just cause so. that's cause Rob Schneider's got some good shit. And Real quick. Shemmy is a Johnny. homeless man. Yeah, what do you got, Let's Johnny? Get your picks. Give us something. Okay, this could end our friendship though. I'm gonna warn you. I'm gonna No, no, I'm gonna throw out Two. One was already mentioned. Uh, I believe um, Kingpin is like my favorite comedy. It's a great uh, one. It's a uh, classic. Just so good. And underrated somewhat underrated. By yeah. all means. Bill yeah. Murray, Bill Ern, McCracken. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh. and he hadn't done anything for a while. That was that was like, oh, yeah. you know, it's like Big Mer- Ern McCracken. Is that sugar in the backseat? Like, <laughs> Didn't I tell you to call me Big Ern? <laughs> it's so good. So yeah. good. Uh, another one, really obscure and sort of like on the PG side of comedies, but I personally think is really funny. Is um, and it's a Chris Farley movie. Oh. The last one he did before he died. It's called. Um, oh no. Okay, hold on. No, 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 no. You didn't say Tommy Boy, which is Tommy Boy's up there. Oh, yeah. my gosh. But um, Almost Heroes, I don't know if you ever saw that. It's like Chris Farley, Matt not Perry, of, and it's I like know the story of, I mean, I know of, of um, that's good. Lois and Cl- uh, Lewis and Clark, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Lois and Clark, <laughs> yes. That's <laughs> not a difference. comedy at all. Lewis and Clark, <laughs> it's actually pretty funny, Like especially if you're with some young kids and you uh-huh. need to pick something. It's really good. Huh. Another couple, I'm a huge Bill Murray fan, oh, like yeah. Groundhog Day. Groundhog yeah. Day, Groundhog so good. Day. Unbelievable. Um, the Man Who Knew Too Little. Yes. Oh, it's, an it's amazing actually film. really funny. Another one oh, that's like pretty brains. clean. Oh, uh, yeah. jerk. Oh, the jerk. Jesus Christ. The oh, jerk. my God. The, the jerk. jerk. Yeah, um, you know favorites. what I think is one of the most underrated comedies of all time? Bill Murray, Quick Change. It's the only film Bill that Murray ever that directed. With, and that's a, with Dennis Quaid, like right? Movie? It's a heist yeah, movie. Yeah, Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah, right? Bobcat, yeah, And Dennis yeah. Quaid. No, no, Bobcat's not in that. No? That shakes the clown. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? Bill Murray's with uh, uh, Quick Changes with uh, Gina Davis Gina and Randy Davis. Quaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Randy but Quaid. But that movie is underrated. That's I mean, that's just. scene, and I know you put this on at the time, and we watched it, and you were like, this is the scene my dad freaks out about. Yeah, like, yeah. The two guys on the bikes, like, pull we up. We should have brought Mr. Jane for this topic. Yeah, yeah. You should Skype in. Yeah. With the, you know, they're doing like a joust on bicycles, and he Unreal. pulls up, and they're like having this face off, and he's like, what the fuck's happening? There's the joust. Yeah. And the music. All serious. It's like these two guys, and like they on lances and bikes, and and Randy Quaid just goes, "Fella, can get bad luck just seeing something like that." It's just so good. Well, folks, we talked uh, about some of our talked favorite comedies. We hope you picked up on a couple uh, ones that you want to go check out from this conversation, and uh, send us your favorites. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. Use a hashtag. 
Fresh, fresh talk. talk. Fresh talk. And uh, give us some of your One, all-time and favorite movies, and we'll do a movie battle. Uh, maybe maybe a little... In, in a couple weeks. we got to do some homework. Yeah. We put an actual bracket together. We'll put together a little bracket. That'd be fun. Get some people involved, and we'll do some all-time favorites, and let's we'll go from there. broadcast from the Cayman Islands, and let's make it a betting game. Yeah. That'd be like fun. pirate radio. All right. Let's yeah. put, some, put some wagers on, on it. <laughs> and that's with brackets. It's cool because something that maybe would have beat another movie doesn't beat the movie that it's fighting. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh my God, we just lost this. Yeah. But then that was a contender. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. But they just went up. I mean, you know, how do you go head to head on Holy Grail Step Brothers? Because it's two different worlds. So different. You know, I mean, do you go by smart? Do you go by laugh out loud? I mean, that could get violent. Oh, God. What a topic. Yeah. Good stuff. I just want to go laugh now. I'm going to go home and watch some some films. Me too. And I'm going to throw out a real lost one that nobody uh, has really even seen. The new guy, DJ Qualls. Totally underrated movie. Absolutely agree with you. Yeah, lots of lots of funny little cameos. Just a fun little flick. Never seen it. it it's not great, but it's got moments. Yeah. You know, it was a movie that I was I would have thrown out here like two years ago, and then I recently watched it like six months ago, and it's not funny anymore. Saving Silverman. I thought that movie was fucking hilarious. That movie's stupid as anything. Really? Really? Yeah. Here's the thing. Hey, when's the last time you watched no, it? No, wait, wait, wait. Hear, hear me out. I thought it was stupid the first time I watched it. Me too. But then I, <laughs> I watched didn't it again it. like years that's later and one. I thought it was hilarious and now I watched it again. So maybe this is just that's, my life goes in cycles. That's another one that my, has got my old man. I remember he just could not get enough of when the fucking high school coach kills the guy with the javelin. That is funny. That just did it for and my the dad. the diamonds dude. in the rough is funny. <laughs> how they visit the him in jail like, funny. how you doing boss? And he like killed a man with the javelin it's really funny you know well um i believe in the next week of if all goes well fresh talk i'd like to say there's going to be a big announcement there's some crazy stuff going on on and it's all positive and it's really good and it's really exciting but we may drop it for the first time ever next week on on fresh talk so come like it's hot spread the word next fresh talk we got some news coming stay tuned Hopefully, we'll be able to tune you in on something that's happening really big in uh, our world. So, just going to, little little teaser. Armyfreshman.com slash podcast. Soundcloud.com slash Fresh Talk Podcast. Yeah, and spread and the hashtag word. Hashtag Fresh, Fresh Talk. Talk. Spread the word. If you're enjoying these conversations, pass them on. Let people know yeah. we're doing this. Because, it, honestly, when we get good ratings... Not that they're ratings, but when we get good numbers, it's because we have to pay money to promote the post so people see it. Because you put a post on Facebook now, nobody fucking sees it unless they're on it the exact yeah, second unless we you give post Facebook it. money. It's re- it's it's, re- yeah. it's redoubtable. They're taking over the it's whole world. It's crazy. Yeah, it's for goddamn niggas. So just yeah, tell your friends if we just even if you know that they might be interested in the podcast, just tell them that we have a new one out. Hit them up. And we got and now we got a little back catalog. You know, we have episodes on horror movies. We have episodes on underrated bands. We have an episode on Thanksgiving. Old an school episode Nintendo. on. I'm missing something, aren't I? Old school Nintendo. Oh, Nintendo, the Nintendo episode. Yeah, it's classic. Good response Vintage. on that one. That'll be on the, that'll be on the uh, great year-end rap. The greatest hits. The greatest hits. <laughs> You're listening to the Fresh Talk Greatest Hits. Kai, Chris, and Dan are unable to make it to the studio this week. You, you can take it over. You know like when Stern <laughs> can't do show. it? The guy, the guy does the clips like talking about one of the favorite episodes like for it's like a month old. You know? <laughs> yeah, hit them hashtags hard. Yeah, please. Honestly, yeah, we'll, let we'll us know. Anything, let us man. know what you want us to talk about. Yeah, uh, hit us up with the fresh, uh, the fresh talk uh, hashtag. Uh, Kai, where can people find you? Like on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. The at Obi Wan Kenobi. Would you like, like to spell that for those of us <laughs> like the guy from Tom from Exit Four or the new Exit Four that's never seen Star Wars? No, I don't. No, <laughs> I don't. Because if you don't know what the fuck that means, then we shouldn't be friends anyway. <laughs> Good point. Where are you at, Dan? These uh, days, I'm at Spoonie DX. And fuck you on the spelling, too. Mm-hmm. You know, S-P-O-N-Y-D-X. That's yeah. Spoonie Dicks. And uh, if, uh, if you haven't noticed, I do the at Army Freshman account where you can get Army Freshman get Adventures. Account. And you can also get some of my own personal musings. You can also get dick pics. Mm-hmm. Anthony Weiner. <laughs> I had a joke there last night about he was emailing some dude for Speaking like some Wiener. information. And he was like, I was like, tell him to send some bomb ass dick pics. And he didn't tell me, but he wrote it in the thing. You know, Chris says, send bomb ass dick pics. <laughs> Guy wrote back and he's like, uh, <laughs> he said, tell Chris I'll have to get on Snapchat. <laughs> so. With that, sounds good. And hey, we'll bring in Aaron next week for the news. It'd be great to have oh, a little yeah, guest. Call. See if yeah. we can get right. Yeah, be good. Can we get him out of his cave? It's, it's winter time. I thought no. he's I thought he's gone until February. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't he come out and see his shadow and now he's got to go back in his <laughs> he's, he's hibernating what again. Yeah. What is it that Fuji song like Goldie will be gone till November? He'll be gone till November. Tell my He'll mom Goldie's gone. Till, gone. Till, till July. <laughs>
He comes out for his birthday. It's about it. That's true. That's in June, by the way. I know. All right. Have you ever seen him tan? God, no. Come on. Neither of you. How no. long have you known that man? He doesn't. I feel like, come well, out when I feel the like that up. summer on Warp Tour, he had a weird burn. Tan. No way, man. Because he slept during most of the sunny hours, and then uh, maybe he got like arms. No, he maybe grew that massive Jufro to act. Oh, it, yeah. it acted like to a shade. Yeah, he got <laughs> like, it, was like, it was like the umbrella hat from Beetlejuice. <laughs> that is an amazing haircut. He fucking looked like a stick of broccoli. That, it was out of control, dude. We got a picture maybe. of that somewhere. We have to yeah. find we that. Definitely. Well, we put it on the um, on the 15th anniversary show when we did the the slide show. Oh yeah, that's right. And that's it was right. like they've had bad haircuts. We had Goldie with the broccoli. Rock, rocking with the Brock. Because the, the best is it doesn't really come at the very sides, so he just gets like the Brock slash penis thing. Muffin just, top, goes, yeah. yeah, yeah. He gets a mu- he turns into a muffin top. Is, you think it's just for Doris? Because she loves the muffin tops. Uh, Doris. Uh, at the risk of getting Charlie's, I'm gonna have to say yes. Yeah, we should that have a segment. Not a, that was not. A, I'm just saying that she no, likes you muffin tops. You can't nothing, explain it to the viewers. Aaron's mom uh, eats muffins, who we and know and love dearly. Just yeah. the tops, uh, and she's she's a wonderful, wonderful woman. She's just a great person. She really is. But she eats the tops of muffins. Yeah. And Aaron said one of the weird things growing up was every time they get muffins, I actually, she would, I actually witnessed this. She by would, the way. Dan's seen it. She would eat the top of the muffins. So Aaron, and we were saying, had a muffin top haircut. Yeah, yeah. We should do a segment every week since Aaron doesn't listen to this and call it shitting on Goldie. And we'll just like just just shit on Goldie and we'll do it every week until, until he somebody finds out. contacts him and tells How him. Graham, Graham, knock it the fuck off. off. The grid. Yeah, yeah, Dude's totally. Like, no, can't get a hold let, of that guy. Who's going to send him smoke signals? Who's going to go skyrocket over his house? <laughs> Let's see how many weeks smoke. we can go. Let's see oh, how many weeks. inside joke on so, Goldie and smoke signals yeah, is hilarious. So this week's shitting on Goldie segment was the broccoli <laughs> haircut. The muffin top haircut. haircut. Yeah, whatever. See how far oh, we can go. Oh, man. It's mean. We got to get a little jingle for <laughs> that. Gold. Sh- 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 shitting on gold. <laughs> no, it's just got to be, it's got to be like a barbershop quartet. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Shitting on goldie. <laughs> Boy, we're really ripping just off more like a thousand harmonies. <laughs> shitting on gold. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, anyway, anyways, we're going to work on a the theme one. song for the podcast, too. It's true. Yeah. We're going to get around to that. Eventually. These days. Get your little jingle. Yeah, we're cleaning Jingle jangle. Up. If we could sing, we could just record stuff. Yeah. Like that barbershop quartet thing you were just talking it's about. A, it's a shame. <laughs> it's a shame this is the three of us. <laughs> On that note, this has been Fresh Talk. You put that. I am Kai. I'm Dan. I'm Chris. Boobs. <laughs> and boobs. Thanks for listening live from Archive Studios. <laughs>